remembers Randy Travis singing forever and ever. Amen. This is Stacy Julian with episode 101 of Exactly Enough Time. This is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection? I am a life enthusiast and a storyteller. I interview interesting people, <gasps> my husband today, and we talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. So, Randy Bruce Trawick, known professionally as Randy Travis, is an American country music and gospel music singer songwriter, guitarist, and actor. He has sold over 25 million records and has won seven Grammy Awards. He has also accrued a long list of other accomplishments and recognition. In 2016, Travis was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. But you guys, here's something super cool. In 1989, Randy Travis's song, Forever and Ever Amen, was brilliantly featured in the wedding video of Jeffrey and Stacy. Julian, what an honor. Okay, today on the set with me, which the set looks a lot like our closet because we have more people home for Christmas and we have to find a quiet place to record. On the set with me today is my adorable husband, Jeff, and I'm so excited to sit down with him and talk about, among other things, 31, 30 wonderful years of marriage. I'm going to have Jeff start by just introducing himself. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Yeah. Thanks uh, for inviting me. Um, it's fun to fun to be back. I have a great memory, you know, doing this as a couple, you know, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Back in episode 20 something and 20 something, we sat down with our dear friends, the Smiths. But you guys, Jeff has never been my main interviewee. So for all of the amazing people I've had on the show, all of the family members, I'm, I've saved episode 101 for my main why do I say my main guy? You. You are it, honey. Main squeeze. My, you are my main squeeze. Thank <laughs> you very much. Okay, so this is what we thought. We just... Wait, wait. I didn't introduce myself. Oh, please introduce yourself. Well, um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was a pretty big thing. You know, I graduated medical school, was a physician, and then uh, <laughs> it's probably about 10 years into our marriage, Stacy. <sighs> you know, allowed me to come to one of her conventions. I thought, wow, that's that's going to be fun. This was CKU Vancouver. I know Vancouver. the story he's going to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so I get there and I'm standing in the background and, and uh, someone runs up to me and they go, oh my gosh, Mr. Stacy is here. <laughs> I went, what? Uh, yeah, no, that, that's me. So, so in certain circles, 
<laughs> I may be Dr. Uh, Julian, but in others, I am Mr. Uh, Stacy. Uh, I love you. That was really a fun event, actually. It really so. was. And I am Mrs. Jeff, happily. Okay. But so we did just two days ago, celebrated 31 years of marriage. And so... Honestly, that's crazy. It is kind of crazy. I mean, it feels like... I still like you. Like, I love well, you because I committed to love you, but I sincerely like you. So I think that that's kind of what we want to talk about just for fun is... I. So here was my idea. I said, okay, Jeff, this is a couple weeks back. Um, I want you to write three questions for me. I'm going to write three questions for you. That's a total of six questions. And then we each get to answer three. And so that's what we're going to do. Do you want to share your questions first? Uh, yeah, I can. I, you know, now that I'm sitting here, I don't like my questions. So, <laughs> but uh, the first was, what did you imagine marriage and family would look like uh, when you were in your early twenties, and how does it compare now mm. that we are in our mid fifties? Okay, that's question number one. My next question was, we know each other better than anyone on earth, flaws and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have we continued to strengthen our relationship over time? Mm -hmm. And the final is, what do you want from me as your husband moving forward? What would allow you to feel supported and equally yoked in the challenges that lie ahead? I mean, how cool is that? That my husband is asking me that question on my podcast. I think that's so cool. Okay, you guys, my my three questions. See, and I, I think it's interesting because I thought his questions were so much better than mine. Um, my questions, number one, when did you know that this, us, was something different? Number two, what did you get with me that you didn't anticipate? And number three, what do you want our kids to know about marriage? So those are our questions. Jeff, of course, I'm going to ask you to go first. So state the question and then share your answer. All right. Uh, I think I'll start with, what did you get with me that you didn't anticipate? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, you, you know, what uh, What an interesting time to look back in over 30 years. What did I anticipate? Well, you know, first of all, what I, what I thought I wanted was someone just like me. Mm. You know, and, and honestly, for a number of years, there that was difficult, mm -hmm. you know, because we don't think alike. At all. At all. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, maybe it's taken decades to finally realize um, that that was wrong. You know, mm -hmm. you know what uh, I really wanted, needed, and what has brought so much fullness and joy into my life was, you know, that you and I are so different. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we butt heads sometimes, but, you know, if I really think back, there's so much, you know, in my life that's come into my life because you're different. You know, you take chances, you're mm -hmm. adventuresome. Um, I mean, we have a daughter. <clears throat> we have a daughter because, <clears throat> I mean, you just took a huge leap. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, I remember being so satisfied with my four boys. You know, I couldn't have been. I was on the top of the world. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's that's one that really uh, hits close to my heart. But, you know, you know traveling to mm -hmm. New Zealand or honestly. Japan. Just, yeah, it was such a fun trip. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, those, those kind of things. You know, it's funny, even with COVID, 
you know, when COVID hit, you know, I get all anxious and germ worried <laughs> and freaked out. And you're like, well, you know, you know, we'll do what we need to do, but let's not freak out about it. And oh my gosh, you're so right. You know, <laughs> I, I, I need a little balance, a little, you know, uh... evenness uh, that uh, that really, uh, really, um, I, I admire, love that. So, so I guess I didn't anticipate that our differences would bring mm. such uh, a fullness and such a uh, peace into my life. Mm, I love that. Okay, so guess what? I also answered that question. So what did I get in you that I didn't anticipate? I got someone who so quietly does things to delight me. I didn't recognize this for a long time, and I could go off about the five love languages and what my preferences are and how easy it would be for, in my mind, Jeff to just satisfy my, you know, love language. And yet, like you said, I would be, I would fall short of so much joy if I didn't just allow you to be you and allow you to express love so beautifully in the way that you do. So case in point... I, because this just cracked me up, like 24 hours ago, I recently received a really pretty wind chime for Christmas from a friend. It's colorful and I love it. And I thought, well, I don't want to hang this outside because I won't see it. You know, and where would I hang it outside that I would see it and hear it and really be able to enjoy it? So I thought I am going to hang this in my laundry room. That's where I spend a great deal of time. So, um, I just laid it there and then I, and I mentioned it to you. I said, look at this really cool gift I got. And I think I want to hang it right up here. And then the next day I was in there folding clothes and I'm like, where did that wind chime go? Oh my goodness. Did somebody move it? And I'm like, you guys, I called the kids. I'm like, okay, mom had this, you know, remember I showed it to you. And, and I was like, I didn't move it, mom. I didn't move it, mom. I don't know where it is. And I'm like, that is so weird. How could it just disappear? And I walked out and then I don't know how much longer I walked back in. And this time I glanced up. <sighs> And of course the wind chime is hanging in my laundry room, right? And that's all it takes. You never tell me what you've done, ever. I simply discover your little and then, I mean, honestly, sometimes super big acts of service. So on the other hand, this is interesting about me and I'll just throw this in. I can barely do anything without reporting it, you know? (laughs) So it's a very different dynamic, I should say, in that way. And I also, here's one more thing. I also did not anticipate the deeply thoughtful way in which you make decisions. And this, you've kind of spoken to this, right? That I'm a more of a risk taker, you know, chance maker, but I need your steadiness. I love the way you research, you do comparative analysis and pros and cons, and you discern and you determine, you know, what to do. And not just based on your own wishes or wants, you do it always in light of, you know, who else it will affect and how it will best serve people around you. So I have come so much to appreciate that quality. And then I just have one more. Finally, I did not anticipate the degree to which you need to recharge. And this is the thing that took me several years, just A, to recognize and B, to, um, to try harder to give you that space, both in terms of quiet time and in kind of a routine, you know, relaxing, like you need time with a small group of friends. Um, they're your golfing buddies and there's, you know, for most of the year, a weekly golf date. And, um, so I used to honestly 
resent that, you know, and think, well, you don't spend, you know, quality time with me once a week. But, um, but I have definitely learned that that is a gift for both of us. So, um, so now when you come in after work, I try really hard to back up a little bit, retreat, give you a little space to just go, right? Unwind, change your clothes. And then you will always come out, you know, and, and want to engage with me. Well, that's, that's the decontamination process. (laughs) Especially this year, right? But okay, wait, wait, I have one more thing. Oh my goodness. This is not supposed to be this long, but I, here's one more thing, you guys, that I didn't anticipate. I got 100% complete support. Almost without exception, you have allowed me to do and pursue what I want to do. And that is huge. You don't really ever question my intentions or challenge my tendency to overschedule or try and overdo. And you also, not very often, do you ever jump in and, you know, and try to solve. When I create a mess, you know, you just kind of nod and look at me and smile. And I, over the years, I've come to understand that that is just kind of a quiet trust. You're like, you know what? You got yourself into this. I believe that you have the capacity (laughs) and the ability to get yourself out. So I just really love that sense of trust and confidence that you have. in Thank you. Okay. Well, you can, you know, uh, that was a long answer. Thank my mom for that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I look forward to thanking your mom. Another strong, uh, woman in my life. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I'm making you go again. Oh, I go again. Okay. Um, we know each other better than anyone mm. on earth, flaws and all. How have we continue to strengthen our relationship over time? This one has intrigued me uh, since actually before we were married. Uh, I had a mentor in college, Eugene England. Just loved him. He he quoted uh, this about about marriage, being married. <clears throat> he said, "Seeing myself through the unblinking eyes of an intimate, intelligent, and." other honest spouse is humiliating beyond anticipation maintaining a familial steadiness whatever the state of my own emotions is a standard by which i stand daily condemned a rational man acting as i and i just thought yeah you know isn't that true you know Mm -hmm. he goes on to say you know we really have the you know we know each other so well we also know our weak spots and we can mm-hmm. really dig each other if you know we can hurt each other probably more than anyone mm-hmm. you know someone could say something to me and if i don't know them i don't care mm-hmm. but for you i care deeply so mm-hmm. there's that trust there's that great trust um so i think about i don't you know like maybe many of us um i just look at myself and i go oh man you're a bit of a pretender how did you you know, luck out marrying her. Oh, whatever. Well, we honestly, you know, <laughs> it, and maybe I'm not alone because, you know, my, my buddies, we, we laugh about this. We all say to each other, you married up, right? <laughs> you know, it's just a way of kind of digging, digging your buddy, you know, and you, you know, you say, yeah, you know, you, you definitely lucked out with her. Oh. Uh, but I think we all believe that. Mm. I think we all really believe that. And, uh, you know, it's just great to be loved and adored, flaws and all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when someone that knows you as as well as you and I know each other and still love, support, and respect each other is, mm-hmm. is an amazing thing. Well, and let me just interject that that's something that's developed over time because I am uh, an extrovert, which means among other things, I very often say out loud something that I don't entirely even believe. Um, and so I have 
unknowingly. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And unknowingly um, offended you and said <laughs> very hurtful things to you. And honestly, for the first, I would again say several years, there were times where you would get quiet and I had no idea why you were quiet, you yeah. know? And then finally when, you know, when it came out, I was like, oh my goodness. You know, what would play through you know? my head is if I said that to exact her. same thing to her, <laughs> She would be she a puddle would be on the ground. Devastated. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, instead of dealing with it, you know, to my, you know, and not to my credit, you know, often I turned inward and and got quiet. And uh, to your credit, you didn't let me sulk for too long. Yeah. You know, you made me face. You know, sometimes it was embarrassing because I got my feelings hurt, and I'm a, I'm a dude. You know, dudes don't get their feelings <laughs> hurt. So. Uh, but I did, and I have. I, you know, what I've come to, you know, at least somewhat uh, understand is it's true. You do say things that you don't always mean mm-hmm. because I don't do that. If I right. say it, right. I mean it. He has thought about it, thought about calculated it. <laughs> all the possible outcomes, responses. And, it, and if it was hurtful, it was meant to be hurtful. So, yeah. So I've just come to realize. You know, she just, you know, it, it she throws it at the board and sees what sticks. And sometimes, uh, oh, you know, it's, yeah. maybe it's not finished. And I just need yeah. to, you know, to give you that space to say. Yeah. Yeah. And and the flip side of that is, you know, for many, many years, Jeff would come out and say, so what do you think about? And then he would present an idea. And in my mind, I'm like, no way. He wants to brainstorm this. This is going to be fun. Let's talk about all the possibilities, you know? And then pretty quickly, I would maybe shoot down an idea that you guys had been fully baked, like, like purposely, you know, thought about developed and he's presenting it to me as a complete idea. So he's not really wanting to brainstorm. He's just saying, Look what I've accomplished, you know. So now I learned to just go, yeah, that is phenomenal, you know. How no. did you come up with that? I mean, you know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, anyway. I, I would love fun. to be a brainstormer. I mean, I, I love that quality, you know, being in a room, throwing things up on the board. But, uh, oh. uh, yeah, that's that's a goal or a, you know, a wish that will never happen. Mm. Well, I like you just the way you, you are. Well, thank you. Okay, so I get to answer the next question, and I'm going to answer the question, what did you imagine marriage and family would look like? This is your question. When you were in your early 20s, and how does it compare now in your mid-50s? So it's a kind of a long question because I'm a little bit of a storyteller, but I'm going to take you back. Um, I grew up in a in a large family, five children, so I am the oldest of four. I have four siblings, four siblings, and, you know, and of course we didn't always get along, but ultimately they were and continue to be my best friends. And I had so many simple everyday work together, go on bike rides or hikes or just watch cartoons on a Saturday afternoon memories um, that I did actually think about my future family quite a bit. Um, And especially in my mid-teens when I did a fair amount of babysitting. Okay, so here's just a couple. Let me just talk you through some of these babysitting observations. I babysat for a family where I think the mom may have been a teacher Okay, so anyway, her home was kind of quirky fun. It was super colorful. She labeled everything. Like there was a big sign on the fridge that said fridge, you know, and on the cupboards there was their address and pictures of um, of people. And there was a huge white magnetic board. This is like years before Pinterest, you know, <laughs> any kind of like sharing like this. She had a huge magnetic board and it was covered with hundreds of those plastic ABC letters, not just one or two sets, but they had to be 10 sets. And it ran down the hallway. 
She had painted clouds at the top of her kids' bedrooms and ceiling. There were big bins of soft, colorful balls in the family room, and then these open shells that were literally lined with board games. So as far as I could tell, they were a totally happy family. Um, I also babysat for a super, super nice family. The house was immaculate. There were literally, I can remember them to this day, the most beautiful vacuum marks always in the living room, right? When you walked in, such that I was afraid to walk in there. The kids, when I came to babysit, were bathed, they were in their pajamas, and they smelled like baby lotion, okay? This woman would write out a schedule for me and note the book that I should read to her children before bed. She always had a piece of cake or some other dessert cut on a plate covered with plastic wrap with a fork sitting next to it that was for me to eat after the kids went to bed. Um, I loved being in their home. Their children were loved and I could tell. So as as far as I could tell, I was like, this is a happy family. Okay. And then one more. There was this family (laughs) that was so full of noise and laughter. The TV was on all the time. Every single time I came, the TV was on and like so loud that you could barely hear yourself over it. Right. And I would arrive and the family room was literally covered in toys and pillows and blankets My dad had always told me that I, after kids went to bed, I needed to clean any dishes left in the sink or fold any clean laundry in the the dryer. And I kid you not, this kitchen was stacked with dirty dishes in the sink on all of the counters as if no one had done dishes for days. So it would take me hours after the kids went to sleep. And these people would stay out late. And I think it was because they knew I was cleaning their kitchen. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway. But the parents, you guys, were jovial, and they kissed and hugged in front of their kids multiple times before they left, and they gave me zero instructions. And as far as I could tell, they were a completely happy family. Okay, so I, again, would spend hours clearing their kitchen every single time. I'd be exhausted when I left, and they probably paid me, you know, the least well of of all of the families. But I thought a lot about these homes and these families. And I wondered about what kind of mom I would be and what my husband would be like. And I wondered if I would live, you know, in the country with a big, long driveway, or if I would live, you know, in the city, in one of those tall, narrow homes with lots of stairs. So I had lots of dreams and I liked both ideas. I liked all of the different outcomes that I could come up with. I do remember thinking that it would just be really, really fun to be married and to have kids, and to create a happy family. And I for sure wanted to get a college degree, and maybe even a master's degree. I thought that as a teenager. I thought, maybe I'll be a nurse. That's what my dad wanted me to be. And then I would work two days, or three nights, or whatever, you know. But I definitely always wanted a more traditional um, family arrangement, where my husband, you know, went to work, and I got to stay home and have all kinds of fun with the kids. So... Now, of course, sorry for that super long answer, (laughs) but now, of course, my view of marriage and family is so much richer, right? I know, um, I think the thing that I'm most amazed by in my 50s is how our home is perfect for us. I think it's a blend of you and me and these children. I'm amazed at how different they are. So I think... And, and I love being with them. I love being together 
We don't all like doing the same things, but I think we do a decent job of taking turns doing the thing that a particular kid wants to do. And I think our family is happy. We are not perfect, but I think our home is fun and, and happy. And anyway, I don't even know if that, if I answered that completely, (laughs) but I think the whole point was it's, it's more than I dreamed about. And I was someone who dreamed a lot and I had, and I schemed a lot and I had a lot of different ideas of what the future might be. And it's way better. Okay. All right. Your turn. (laughs) I might be long winded. (laughs) What do you uh, want our kids to know about marriage? Um, I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, showing affection, which which I think is so important. But I also want, I want our kids to, you know, understand that marriage at times can be grueling. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be, mm-hmm. you know, I guess marriage and family, humbling. You know, it can be frustrating at mm-hmm. times, baffling. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Yeah. Uh, and yet, you know, those are all the conditions you know, that are in place for us to really um, become what we want, which is this tight-knit, you know, sealed together, bonded together family that um, is resilient, is mm-hmm. strong, that, like you said, like each other. We, uh, we are so different. You and me, our kids are so different. Uh, you know, honestly, you could... You know, it feels like we were plucked from, you know, a hundred different areas and mm-hmm. and then thrown into one family. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't believe in, you know, that we were spirits before we came to earth, then you haven't met my kids, yes. right? Seriously. You know? yes. And yet uh, somehow, uh. somehow it all works out. So I want my kids to know, yeah, it's tough, but man, is it worth it? You know, anything that really is meaningful takes sacrifice. And so part of, you know, you mentioned, hey, you know, he's always trying to do things for me. That is my love language for you. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't your number one love, love language. And, and I've kind of figured that out. But, it, but for me, it's just a way of saying I want to give of myself in some way that uh, will uh, make you happy, that, you know, will make your life a little easier. And, and I know you feel the same way because mm-hmm. that's how you treat me. So when I counsel young, you know, now that we've been married 30 years, maybe mm-hmm. we have a little experience when we counsel newlyweds as I do in, in my calling in church. And I, I often will say, you know, this is going to work if really, you know, your sole focus in life is her happiness. Mm-hmm. And then I turn to her and I say, this is going to work if really if your sole focus in your life is his happiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age of Oh, it's all about me and finding myself. You know, maybe that doesn't resonate, but it it works right. in a relationship, particularly when you have two people who enter a covenantal relationship mm-hmm. where it's not just, you know, as long as it works out. It's not just when it's good. It's not just, you know, when things are smooth and happy. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, forever. And we're going to work through that. And And then I tell them, and if you can do that, I know how much you love each other now, mm-hmm. but you can't imagine. <laughs> you can't imagine what that's going to be right. in the next 20 or 30 years. Right. And Thank they don't you. like to hear that because they're in love. <laughs> right. They and don't we imagine. we were in love too. And yeah. I remember it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, that early puppy love is just it's fun. and. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I often think, you know, the depth has, has grown. I often think, I'm so glad I didn't give up. There were times when I thought, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is going to work, you know, yeah. long term. And and I look back and I think, oh, thank you, younger self. Thank you for not giving up. Because like you say, I just want to add to that. There is such a richness and there is so much just a, a sense of security and peace and trust and teamhood. you know and and i just anyway so i'm gonna answer that same question so i'll just build off of what you said well i won't build because you just said it beautifully i'll just say what i wrote in my little notes here but i want our kids to know that marriage is 100 percent worth it and i want to play i know you've probably heard this before but play with those percentages you cannot meet your spouse halfway You cannot give 50% and expect them to give 50%. You give 100%. They give 100%. You overlap your effort. And marriage is the most humbling. I used to think I'd be so fun to be married to. (laughs) I thought, you know, whoever whoever gets me is going to just be, you know... They're just going to be like, wow. And, and you've already said that. You've already been super generous. But, you know, if you want to understand how difficult you are to live with, get married. And, and because it is, it exposes all of your weaknesses in, in, yeah, anyway, but it's, so it's humbling, but then here's, and this is what I'm trying to say. It's so satisfying. I believe it is the most rewarding thing you can build. And I've built a few things. I've built a couple businesses. I've, um, I've been involved in some really fun, exciting projects over time and they can be taken from you like that. Things can change overnight. And um, and so I just think if you will put relationships in your life first and and be very careful about what else you say yes to, be very intentional, then I think that, you know, that family relationships, that's the most important thing you could build. And I would I would just maybe say um, second only to a faith or a relationship with God, you know, having that a foundation of faith, I think, strengthens your ability to create those family relationships. Um, I, I do want to say I do not think that a failed marriage is a sign of failure because both people have to be committed, you know, to making mm-hmm. a marriage work. But I do think that prioritizing this one relationship and sacrificing for it and letting go of all the little offenses and disappointments that come with human interaction is worth it. So I hope our kids do listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell them, you know, choose wisely. Yeah. And then hang on. And then and love don't your choice. Let go. Yeah. And then don't let go. But if you cling too tightly, mm. you're going to lose control. Mm. Mm. That's uh, uh, Saturday. What's it? What was their name? That was, uh, you know, from those great philosophers, uh, 38 special. <laughs> What's back, the song? Back in the 80s. Is it a song? Yeah. yeah. Hold on loosely. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but don't let go. I will say that music of the 80s is just like the best. The best. It's the best. <laughs> so glad we have 38 Special. And what's our guy's name? The other guy? We did Randy Travis in the beginning, but the I think I featured it back in, an, in a previous episode about music. Everlasting Love. Howard Tim. Tom. Oh, Howard Jones. Howard Jones. Okay, Tim Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Jones. How could you forget Howard Jones? I don't. Well, because I don't remember. I mean, I don't forget the song. I just forget the guy's name all the time. So, okay, you're the best. Thanks for doing this with me. We both answered three questions. We did. I'm going to give you final thoughts, and then I have just final thoughts. Anything else you want to add? 
totally putting him on the spot, wow. which he doesn't like to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you know, it's been 31 years. Um, I'm looking forward to the next 31. Wouldn't that and, be amazing? Uh, yeah. God willing. Lots of fun. Lots yeah. of adventures. God willing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be another great phase of life. And I, and I imagine us as two wrinkly old, you know, people sitting on it a bench. It doesn't take a lot of imagining. <laughs> holding hands, looking in each other's eyes. <laughs> We're getting eyes, wrinkly and old. Yes. And yes. totally adoring and mm-hmm. attracted to one another. Mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't take a lot of imagination. Already. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you. So I just want to end. I just want to wrap up by sharing. Um, one of the things that I need the most and depend on the most, which is the way you counsel with me. And I mentioned earlier, you don't you don't shut me down. And there is definitely you extend a great deal of trust for me to work things out. But um, so I recently um, had a conversation with my daughter, Addie. I, I homeschooled her for a year and she has this fall been a part of a private school, a really amazing private school, but about um, I want to say six weeks ago, I picked her up from school. We were driving home and she said, I don't know, mom, maybe I want to be homeschooled again, which my honest reaction, which I did not express was, oh, please say no, <laughs> because, you know, that's a lot of work. As much as I loved doing it, it's a sacrifice and it's a lot of work. And I've added some things to my life professionally, you know. Um, but anyway, here's what I did. I had this conversation with Addie about you know, finding answers to questions like this. And we talked about making a list and, you know, what are the pros of your, you know, your current school and what didn't you like about being homeschooled? And we talked about that. And then I shared with her, you know, what are some, some ways that you can look for, um, spiritual insight? Like you can pray. I just reminded her heavenly father cares deeply about you and your decisions like this, especially right. You know, around, progressing as an individual and learning. And I, so we just talked about that. And then honestly, I forgot about it. I didn't hear anything else from her really. And I picked her up the last day before Christmas break. And she said, after we dropped off her friends, mom, I've made a decision. And I'm thinking a decision about what? (laughs) And she said, I want to be homeschooled again. Mm. And I went, Oh, okay. (laughs) So after that, you know, after the process of sharing that decision-making with her, there's no way I can't support her in her decision. So I came home and I said, come here, let's go in the bedroom, shut the door. You know, we had this conversation and, you know, you were so supportive. And I said, I don't know if I can do at all. I really do feel like maybe I've got a few two things, too many things going on. And, um, and you just were so willing to listen to me and talk to me. And the reason I'm sharing this now with my podcast listeners is we reached a decision together that, um, that affects you <laughs> listeners. And that is that I will be taking a break, um, with my podcast for the first month or so of 2021. I am so proud of what I've accomplished. Honestly, I don't say that out loud very often. Um, why am I going to cry? <laughs> um, because it's a huge accomplishment. You know, showing up for myself every week. And when we first were talking about that and you suggested maybe just taking a break, I thought, oh my goodness, if I take a break, I'll quit. You know, because I have this tendency, I feel like, to not follow through. And it's I've been, I've just made it a deadline, you know, and it has been a sacrifice to put something out there every single week for 100 and now one episodes. But, um... But I know it's the right thing to do right now for me, for my daughter, for um, the other things that I've committed to. So I will miss 
you know, doing this every week. I will be back sometime in February. I have committed to that. And I just appreciate so much you uh, listening to me. I feel like it's a very intimate relationship that we have. You know, when you put your earbuds in your ear and you say, I'm going to listen to someone for 30 minutes or more. I feel like that's a friendship. That's a really important friendship. And I love the feedback that you share with me. Um, and I just appreciate this. I consider it a privilege. I will miss you. I will be back in February. And I just thank my husband for that support. So when you ask, you know, what do I need from you going forward? I need that. I need that to continue and I love you for it. And, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, thank you so much for listening. I, it's so interesting because as I thought about sharing this with you, how many times have I said, have a great week, come back next week and I will be here with another episode, but come back in February, please follow me on, um, on Instagram at Stacy Julian. I will keep you posted there, but I will be back in February with another episode, episode 102 of exactly enough. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs>